Welcome to an episode of Recapping with Cam. I don't know if you can hear that scratching in the background. That's my cat, little buddy, um, cleaning up after herself. If you're a dog person rather than a cat person, I would just present that single fact as my argument. I, I live in Perth. At the moment, have don't have friends in Perth, but had a couple of friends from Melbourne who whose parents live here visit. So they've they've been here for a little while now. They're just for their holidays, and it felt good to um, to know people. <laughs> Hung out with them, went to the pub, and um, one of them was telling me about his dating life and how interesting it's been post quarantine in Melbourne. And I found it almost inspirational, actually. Um, He was describing his current living situation because he had mostly moved out of his house. So when you're... I've definitely been in that situation where most of the furniture's gone, the bed frames are gone. You're basically just down to a mattress and you're ordering food most of the time. All your pots and pans are uh, packed away. He said that was his situation, but he decided to jump on Hinge. If if that was my situation and I was on Hinge, I don't know if I'd be as honest as he was. Apparently, he told he told the girl on Hinge, "Hey, everything's packed up. Um, I've but I've got a bottle of wine." And she she came running over, and I was like, "Well, wasn't like the TV and the stereo and like everything packed up? What did he was like? Yeah, my." except for my clothes, like all my clothes were strewn all over the floor in my room. And um, I was like, so what was the date? And he was like, well, I had a weighted blanket and there was still a plant or two around. So I just said to her, have you ever tried a weighted blanket? And she was like, nah. So we went under the weighted blanket like it was a tent and we sang karaoke to the plants that <laughs> I've never been on a date like that I had a look at what was going on in my neighborhood before these Melbourne friends came to hang out with me And I saw that there was a pinball tournament on. In a fish and chip shop. Called the Kiwi Fish and Chip Shop. I'm 50% Kiwi. And I haven't played a lot of pinball. But I just decided to check if they'd be okay with me going along and hanging out. And maybe learning a little bit of pinball. Aaron, this is your pinball tournament. How are you finding it so far? It's been good. Uh, we've come from uh, from down south, which is like uh, well, Rockingham Way, and we uh, usually set up around the United Cinemas uh, this year, and we go down to Kings Carnival and we throw a couple of competitions up the North River, which is uh, today's uh, at the Kiwi Fish and Chip Shop. 
and uh, we've got three machines here. One one machine down, but uh, we'll, we'll soldier on and uh, enjoy the enjoy the time. Which machine is broken at the moment? Yeah, the lethal weapon, which is uh, some people's favourites and some people's most hated. So, uh, but it's, it's a good game. It's it's, it's fun. Judge Dread behind us right now is quite 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 fun. What theme is that one? Judge Dread. Judge Dread. Yeah, that's uh, it's got magnets in there pulling up and uh, got spinners spinners in there and things like that. It's, it's quite entertaining. What's your skill level when it comes to pinball? How long have you been playing? Uh, this is uh, my fourth year and uh, a festival that which was held in Northbridge a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the first time we had one in WA that, of that size. Uh, I did reasonably well. I came sixth place. Out of? Uh, about 32. Oh, well done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then uh, Dan playing behind me, he cut fourth position and uh, it was a big tournament man, it was a long time, it was a long game. You know, we went in there Friday night and uh, went on Friday night and into Saturday and then the grand final was the Sunday and it was a big event man, it's huge, yeah. really really big. So at what age were you, can you remember the age you were when you first saw a pinball machine and were like oh, I've got to play that? Yeah I do remember the kiss uh, from way back, um, from there it's sort of really I've been really busy underneath cars rebuilding and street machines and things and then I sort of slowed down on that a little bit and then went back into the pinballs uh, I've got a Apollo 13 at home which I've been rebuilding uh, that's finally got working after 12 months or so uh, it's always been a learning curve yeah and if we go over to this Dracula pinball machine something I've always wondered is um, so a lot of pinball machines are themed to big movies that's correct Sure, there are. Is the actual, this area, what's this area called, like the playground? Well, you've got your play field, you've got your flippers, and you've got some uh, some stoppers up there. You've got a couple of ramps, which are always interesting. You've got a coffin in this one. Uh, it's a strong theme. I think it's off the Mary Sh uh, Bram Strokers. But the Mary Shelley, I think she did the uh, Frankenstein? Yeah, yep. yep. I think she wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah wrote Frankenstein, and yeah. they based another pinball machine off that book. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, you know, on this one here, you've got a special feature where the ball uh, slowly goes across the play field and you've got to hit it with the other ball to gain a multi-ball. You have to hit one ball with the other. That sounds impossible. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> we, we make it possible. Have you done that? Oh, yeah, plenty of times there, yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, the, there's a new one, uh, a new machine, uh, the Monsters, based on the old Black and White Monsters TV series. Yep, I've heard of it. Herman, you, you put the, the ball in Herman's uh, over his magnet, yeah. and then when you come when they launch another ball, you, your opportunity to hit that ball that's been stuck there with a magnet, you hit that ball, it will release that ball and you into a multi-ball. Every time I've seen a pinball machine, I didn't know that there could be such complex movements or manoeuvres to do. Yeah, there's a lot more than that out there. There's, there's some really some old fancy uh, engineering in, in like... Uh, uh, what's the other one? Used to be uh, theatre. Uh, what's it called? Uh, theatre of magic. Yeah, th theatre of magic. It holds a ball in space and, and like it makes a ball hover off the. Yeah, it holds a ball in like its own little cage thing, and then uh, in its own little world there. And then uh, you know, Lord of the Rings when you bring it up the centre and it holds in the middle of the of the ring. Uh, just some. Oh, it's just. So it's people put a lot of work into making it match what the movie is that it's about. There is, there is a lot of uh, movie theme based, and 
the boys have done a really well job in, in, in bringing it to a play field and for others to enjoy that. Yeah. Do they ever, because you mentioned one, I think you said Kiss, so they do like metal bands, they do movies, Lethal Weapon, Judge Dredd, I guess that, that Judge Dredd looks like more like the comic, but do they ever do like TV series, um, like Gossip Girl, or like do they ever make it after a TV show? Uh, I haven't seen a Lost or anything like that. Uh, no, they are very strongly themed, like Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, there's a thousand of these things. There's like hundreds, heaps of more, but you know, whether you like to play them or not, something else. How do you find the specific ones? Like, if I typed in the Project Pinball Machine after that TV show, would I be able to find one, or is it kind of you can get somebody to build you one after a TV show that you enjoy? Well, lately. Guns N' Roses have, uh, Ash, uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses walked into Jersey Jacks and asked for a new Guns N' Roses machine. And they've got one previously, so they've asked for a new one, and it is supposed to be a very state-of-the-art machine. Yeah. Uh, so that guy got it custom-made for himself? Custom-made for him, and then they've made uh, uh, f for, the, for the population as well. So there's a, there's a group of those machines being made available in different qualities so you've got a really basic model a medium model you know a high-end end model uh, I haven't played in that they've just they haven't come out of the, the states yet so we're all waiting for it that's exciting oh Scott I'll get you to come around this side if you stand here could I get you to give me a little bit of um, a tour of the lethal weapon one I know it's not working but what's inside the lethal weapon one you know I haven't played it too often but um, it's, it's really based on that TV movie like with uh, Mel Gibson, very strongly based. Uh, probably not something I'd know a whole heap about. You've really picked me up on a, oh. on a, on a machine that uh, I don't really, you don't see them that much. They're really, really commonly made, but... Uh, I think I know the, the general premise of Lethal Weapon is Mel Gibson is a cop. He has to partner up with Danny Glover um, I assume because it's number three that it's probably got a lower budget than the first one. I think the first Lethal Weapon is probably the big one. And then this one is probably like, you know how sometimes the third one in the trilogy isn't quite as sure. big budget. So maybe maybe they get themselves into some kind of some kind of trouble, misunderstanding? Yeah, I, I, I just don't know enough about to um, go any further with it. You know, it's just um, it's, it's, it's like we're coming today and we have to have a game. That's why we do what we do. It's why Perth Pinball goes from venue to venue. We're playing new games like there's a Flintstones, Flintstones up the road there and we just haven't got to it yet and we're four years in. Uh, we do have the United Cinemas and King's Carnival. King's Carnival is a great place to, to catch up with some machines. There's also the Palace Arcade. We go to in Vic Park in Northbridge. Uh, we do a Northbridge crawl every year, which uh, starts off from like... Uh, I think I accidentally bumped that. Yeah, we uh, do a Northbridge crawl, which goes from like the Mustang Bar or the Patriots Bar, and we go around the v different venues up there. That's a great night out to the craft, uh, the craft beer in Northbridge. That we, they've got like uh, four machines up there, which are fantastic condition. Yeah, that's, that's always a good night out. And then um, the final one that we haven't discussed, are you happy to talk me through the Judge Dread machine? Yeah, what do I know about this? Um, so it looks like there's some warning, dis misdemeanor, felony. It looks like Judge Dread is choosing how to, what to arrest you with, like what you're in trouble for. I agree with that. What, on, the, on the card there it says you knock down your judge and then you go through there and you start into multi-balls as well as uh, you have the opportunity to pick out your 
you know, you know your, your warrant for them, yeah. and then you go chase them around. I was in a in a pursuit not long ago. Uh, yeah. So you're basically as the metal ball. You're playing Judge Dredd. You're doing all these things on his behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a it's a good game. I came in here last time. I had a really good time. Yeah. It's a, you know, not every time you play the game comes up. Yeah. Your way. I think I assumed that these were your machines. Do you own these? No. Um, John from the Kiwi Fish and Chip Shop owns these ones. He bought them uh, off the uh, sellers themselves and at auctions and things like that. So he purchased these ones and we come come through uh, once a year and have a game. And yeah. we bring our crew with us. So. Uh, and then in terms of the tournament itself, this is your tournament. Uh, you've got the, the ladder over there on the laptop. Who's who's number one? And be honest with me, who's number one on the ladder? Right, it's a it's it's been tough. Uh, to be honest, with you, I think when we wrap it up next uh, two weeks from now, then we'll know what's happened. It's really really close. We're in like two or three points from each other. You're being humble with me. <laughs> it's political. <laughs> it gets very political very quickly. So uh, we're going to wait. You're doing all right on the ladder, aren't you? Yeah, we're all doing very well. <laughs> Danny, how long have you played pinball? Oh, look, I played a long time ago in the, in the 80s, but really I've only just recently uh, rediscovered the passion. My uh, brother bought a couple of uh, pinball machines and um, invited me down to his place. He needed a hand lifting them, actually. And so I um, tried them out and had a, had a few games down there, a bit of No Fear and um, Doctor Who. Is um, No Fear like the brand with the eyes? No, no fear. It was it was one of the games, the Bailey Williams type okay. uh, game there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And really, he he mentioned that he was doing a bit of a social thing with Aaron and the boys, and then he invited me along. Um, and uh, it's been something that I've uh, found found that I've really really enjoyed again. You know, as I say, the, the competition sides. Uh, that's just a side thing really it's about getting together with a good bunch of, I've actually found that the pinball community is a wonderful community great bunch of people yeah. um, and the best part is that there's some awesome players here in WA and they're very generous with their uh, knowledge yeah. and so they're more than happy to share little tips and tricks on how to uh, you know get a decent score and um, I've managed to apply a few of those, um, and in in the festival, I was I was it was pure luck that I was able to sort of um, get through to that final round. Really, that was using using a bit of that knowledge. In fact, one one of the guys, uh, Ash, uh, Aaron O'Brien, he showed me this trick shot, which got you a few million just on the on the plunge, and I bloody knocked him out in the in the tournament using it, but. You know, it, it was all about. What was the trick shot? Does it have a name? I don't necessarily know what the trick shot was. Um, it, it basically, you, you, you plunged it. You had to uh, plunge it just right with enough pressure that the ball cleared the play field, went down the left out. You got a couple of millions just just off that plunge, and because the ball save was still kicking off, you got your ball back and away you went. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Can you put spin on those little metal balls? Yeah, you can. Uh, look, What's the trick there, or is it like kind of just with years of experience? I've been watching a few of the boys, as I say, you, you watch and you learn. Um, and it's not about 
hitting it head on, there's a subtlety to it. And so you can capture the ball, get it off on, a, on, a, on an angle and, and spin it off. And often the ricochet, it comes back. Pinball tosses up all sorts of random variables. And so sometimes uh, uh, things happen that you go, well, that, that's just unbelievable, really. Um, and sometimes it falls on the good side and sometimes it falls on the, on the not so good side for you. But, you know, you've got to roll with that. There's a saying that, that everyone goes with it only takes one ball. And so um, it's almost a little life philosophy type thing. It doesn't matter how far behind you are. If you've still got one ball left, you can turn that into anything. So. That's all you need. Yeah, that's a good motto. And then does it ever become an endurance game? Like, I know that my skill level's quite poor my rounds are probably over within 30, 35 seconds. Yeah, yeah. But do you ever get into the zone so much that you're like, oh, the sun's coming up type thing? Absolutely. There was one of the fellas a few weeks ago, um, Mados, he, he had a ball and you get a multi ball and quite often when you get multi balls, they, they, they all go out. But if you can just keep one of them alive, you can quite reignite the multi ball and, and build, build up a few bonuses and the, and the score keeps ticking over and ticking over. So if you can just keep that one ball alive, it's amazing. Each table's got their own little synchronicities, little little idiosyncrasies that you can, uh, uh, you know, unlock. But yeah, if you can keep that ball alive and you just never know what, what it opens up as the game progresses. Mm. I think the, the thing I would find quite challenging if I was playing in tournaments the way that you are is that there's so many designs on the actual platform at first you don't even think about all the drawings of like Judge Dredd or um, Mel Gibson and you start playing. Do you ever have moments where you just start looking and being like, oh, that's a really detailed picture of Mel Gibson? Look, um, the moments to do that, I mean, some of these tables, the artwork on them is magnificent. Now, I, I don't know what it takes to actually put a pinball table together, but you just got to have a look at some of the artwork on some of these. They're... they're they're museum pieces in their own right. The great thing about that festival was it, it, it showed pinballs across the generations. What was the festival called? West Coast Pinball Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, you're wearing the shirt of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, can, you, can I get you to show the back? Really? I mean... It's, it's got modern and throwback. It's got Stranger Things on it. Yeah, oh, and that... that that's Stranger Things. I mean, I'm not big on the show. Often they, they connect your pinball machine up with a, you know, a brand or a license thing just to get, get that audience going. But um, they've all, each game has its own sort of merits and, and quite often, you know, what, what's a good licensed thing that gets a lot of popularity may not necessarily be a, a good game, you know. I'm a huge fan of ACDC, but to be honest, the table itself, I don't, particularly right. Are all ACDC pinball machines the same design on the inside? I actually don't, I, I wouldn't really know the answer to that. No, I know that they, they do, they did a run and that there are different levels like there's a, there's a pro edition and a, you know, a championship edition and a limited edition and they all have, I guess, little additional items attached to them but, um, and look, for example, I think the you know the the championship edition it has a lower play field sunk into the middle, and I know does that mean it's lower from the glass? The actual flat play field itself has a sunken little mini 
sort of pinball machine. Like another pinball machine inside it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Munsters has one. There's a few of them that have, have that sort of feature as well. Or they have a top playing field. You know, I, I've seen uh, Aerosmith has a great little top playing field that you know you can get some bonus points and on the Championship Edition. Or you know, but I think on on the the normal ones, it's it's fairly basic. And then you know, as you can you can get the. Uh, the champion or the limited edition versions that, that have additional features. Yeah. Aaron was just telling me about a manoeuvre that he's done in the past, or that I think you need to do on this machine, where there's one ball in play, and for, to get to the next step, you need to flick one of the balls into it. Have you ever done anything like I, that? I did it earlier today. Oh. I, 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 that, on this particular one, I think a magnet grabs the ball, and as the ball's sort of crawling along the play field, you've got to hit it. That activates it. There's a few of them. Munsters does it as well. The, you know, um, a few of them have a ball that's stationary, and you've got to hit that ball, and it activates it into a, a, a quick little multi-ball. Yeah. I don't know if the comparison is right, but sometimes when I'm playing pool, if I do a move that looks really impressive, but I didn't plan it, I always pretend I did plan it. <laughs> In pinball, <laughs> are there moments where you you do that, where you look up and be like, exactly as I planned? boys yeah yeah um I, I i love basketball and it's a it's a it's a bit like that with basketball and so you know quite often you, you get a get a shot in and your insides are just bursting because you, you you just pulled off something unbelievable but it's all about looking around and going yeah, yeah you know that was it yeah but you know <laughs> just all, as i want and look maybe somewhere in the back of your mind that's you know that is what you're visualizing but when it when it comes off it's uh it's pretty pretty special, you know. Do you have any moments that come to mind on that topic where you're just like, wow, I just needed that extra 150 points and then I got 500? Like, are there, have you had those special moments where you've pulled that off? Um, not so much probably in the game, but generally when, like, because everyone you play, they're, they're, they're all top quality players. And um, quite often your ball drops and you might be you know, 100,000 short or something on the last ball. But then it adds up the bonuses that you've done during the game and so you sit there and so Alex and I had a, had a, a game earlier and uh, I, was, I was just ahead and his bonuses didn't quite get him there. And so, but quite often if you've, if you've done enough during the game and the multipliers, because you can get multipliers for loops and all sorts of things, yeah. once the ball drops, you get those bonus points and quite often that'll get you over the edge and, and win, you the, win you the game. So you can win it off one of the ones that's just been sitting there. You can win it. You can quite quite often you can win after you've lost, if that yeah. makes any sense. I think so. Yeah, I've played it a handful of times, and I know that sometimes there's a ball that's like generating interest, and then it's like, oh, your bank account's empty, but that one, your savings account that you forgot about, it's going to save you. A bit like that. You build up some bonus sort of points, and and at the end, it sort of pays out, and so yeah, it gets you over the edge for the win. Yeah. Is there skills outside of pinball that you think pinball helps improve? I imagine that reflexes would be faster or maybe texting or typing would become quite quick. Is there anything like that where playing pinball a lot, you feel like your skill level goes up in that area? Um, sure, the reflexes and things like that, but what I've quite noticed, is that there's an element of mass to it in regards to quite often some shots are very difficult to hit straight off of the, the flipper. But if you can get a, a ricochet, it opens up a wider angle, and so or you know that if you get it off the left and it hits it and, and it bounces out, 
because the angle's opened up, you've been trying to get it off the flipper. That makes it a very small angle of approach. But if you hit it off of a ricochet and you can work out your angles, quite often that's something that, that you know you can apply. A bit like you, trigonometry. If you, if, you, if you play pool, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, quite often it's not the direct shot; it's the one that you're getting off the off the back and you're coming in from behind and and, and it, with a touch of spin and all that sort of stuff to boot and you know luck luck's got, yeah. a, got, got a lot to do with it <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah yeah and how so is there a ladder there's a ladder for today's tournament uh how far up that ladder are you and how confident are you feeling um i'm not so much aware of the ladder for me this is social pinball you know the, the guys we get together aaron does all the hard yards he you know, organises it all and, and puts it all together and takes on the pressure of doing that because quite often when uh, you, you need someone to put their hand up and, and do these sorts of things and uh, quite often when you do that, um, you do cop a lot of flack because everyone thinks they can do it better or, you know, everyone's got plenty of advice after the fact but no one's actually willing to sort of go ahead and organise it. So to to, to, to yeah. It's been tough. It is, but it's a lot of fun when we get it right. Bottom line is it's a lot of fun. And, and for me, you know, this is one of those things that um, I get up and look, I've been looking forward to this all week. And, and you know, um, this is a mental health thing for me. You know, really, I'm trying to fill my life full of um, things that I love to do. I respect that. Uh, you know, I'm, under, under the here is a, uh, is a little purple band and it's all about... You know, uh, suicide being the silent killer and men's health is uh, it's a its a huge thing. Um, I'm fortunate at the moment to be able to spend my time um, filling my days with things that I love to do. And so, uh, again, the, the pinball community in Perth is second to none. Quality people, you rock up. And as I say, I, I've got no idea what, what the ladder is. I've got no idea what the score is. But I get to hang out with my brother. I get to hang out, you know, with with some guys that are generally in, enjoying playing pinball. The the other week, as I say, remember when Matos went ballistic on dialed in. So dialed in's a it's a stern pinball machine. It's it's awesome. It's got cameras. It's one of the newer models. So it sounds fancy. Uh, very fancy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, we were all in a competition. There were four tables there. Uh, six of us were out. But Matos was, was, as you said earlier, he was in the zone. Yeah. And uh, we all literally just stood around uh, in awe because um, he, was, he was pushing the boundaries of, of where the machine could go. He got grand, grand champion. Grand yeah, he got grand champion. Two Not, yeah, two billion. Not two billion points. Two billion points. That's a grand effort. Really yeah, yeah. No, it was knocked it out of the ballpark. And once he'd finished, he turned around. We've all just gone, mate. Yeah. Dude, like... We're not worthy, you know, there was, it was, it was, and the thing is that uh, anyone can have a ball like that, you know, you just never know when, when that's going to be your ball, and as I say, just like life, you know, you cop a few knocks and things like that, um, but if you've got one ball left, you, you never know, yeah, and you that, really that's where make the comes yeah, it only takes one ball, mate. Yeah, yeah. one ball, that's great. Really I love that kind of ethos that it's more, it sounds like from what you guys are saying, it's more about the community and Absolutely. doing something together Absolutely. rather than like chasing each other up the ladder. No, no. And the great thing, as I say, there's some 
there's some guys here with world records and, and things like that, but the beauty of it is they're willing to share their knowledge, their skills. Look, remember when we were down at King's Carnival yep. and you were showing me... Um, uh, Monsters. 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 And he was showing me just, just how to get a few scores on Monsters. So, okay, let's go, let's go head to head. Yeah. And I, I, I'd never, never beat Aaron in competitions, but on that occasion, blew him out the water using exactly the, the shots and the skills and, and you know, the, the things that he'd, he'd literally just shown me what to do. Yeah, it is, it's, it's good that you can roll up to a machine and actually have a good fun time with it and uh, a few tips and tricks yeah. can go a long way. Yeah. They've, all got, they've all got their own little secrets and little, yeah. little you know, um, ways in which you can open up some big points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, I appreciate both of you guys taking the time to talk to me about it and I fully support everything yeah. you're doing. It sounds like a lot of fun with a strong community element to it. Alex, so, Alex he, he's, and as I say, my brother got me in there. Alex actually did a lot of work behind the scenes at this festival. He, he organised the whole thing and ran around and, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, quiet achievers, I guess you could say, behind the scenes that, that make those sorts of things happen for those of us that just enjoy playing pinball. Yeah, mm. yeah I love that. And, awesome. it, and it takes a crew to stay together to make things work and, and progress on to something more next year. And, and each tournament, you, you've got to build the momentum and, and you know, the uh, camaraderie between the other players is a big, big part of that. Yeah. So you've got a big one coming up in two weeks' time. Are you going along to that as well? Yeah, we've got the United Cinemas uh, wrap-up. Yeah. They'll wrap up the whole series. Awesome. And so uh, we're going to... We've got some giveaway prizes, some door prizes. We've got some... Uh, yeah, we we'll went and picked up some new shiny balls for someone to receive on a, on a, on a door raffle or something like that. And we've got, uh, we're going to wrap up with, uh, with some trophies. We have some trophies, first, second, third. Uh, we'll find something else to give away as well. We'll always find something. I think you'll find that there's a long history of um, pinball appreciation in WA. So when we were down at King's Carnival there, there's a big banner up there. I think they hold a state champs or something there yeah. in 2010 or 2000. And... I talked to a few of the, when I was at the festival, I was lucky enough to go around and help, because I opened up to the public, you pay a certain amount go in, and as I say, they had pinballs from across the generations, and uh, there was a few old fellas there, and they were in front of a table, and I, I went up to, to a few of them, and I said, uh, did you pick this machine just randomly, or is, is this evoking some sort of memory for you, and like, to a person, they were basically time travelling, back to a memory, a place. There was one guy that used to play in the rec hall at UWA um, back in the 80s. Another fella, he transported to, you know, um, uh, Soho or, or um, West, the West End in, in London where he used to put on shows and he used to walk down and have a coffee with a mate and, and they'd play these games. And so there's some, um, I guess, uh, emotional attachment to, to these things and the people that you play with and, and, and the games themselves, you can walk past and maybe not... For example, that the um, fishtails for me, there's, there's a fishtails down at um, the Bent Fish and Chip down in Rockingham where I play, but when I play that game, I get transported back to the hippie club in the 80s because there used to be a back room at the hippie club and I used to always go and play a, a game of fishtails there and it's like, as I say, it's a little... little 
memory sort of. Uh, yeah. You know. What sort of hair were you rocking in that era? Back, back in there, I look. Yeah, I, I reckon back then there was a touch of a perm going on. Maybe nice. maybe a few bits of blonde kicking in there. Um, <laughs> And luckily for me, um, there's no photo evidence of anything like that anymore because uh, none, none of this stuff was, was available. But, yeah, awesome. um, that was probably the look back then. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, what I might do, if you guys are okay with it, is I might have a quick round on one of the machines and get you guys to, like, kind of coach me as I'm doing it. Like, if I get you to, like, say stuff into the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it frustrating watching my skill level? Not at all. Okay. It, 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 no. No, you, you can stand by and appreciate any any sort of and any player can come up with a with a you know something that someone hasn't seen before. Yeah, you're always looking for combinations on points. Yeah, generally, if you can get a bit of left-right action going on, you're always looking where the points are. Oh, so there you go. You've just, the first time I've done so, that. so that's great. So you just lock the ball. If you can actually do that a couple of more times, you'll, you'll work your way towards a multi-ball. So I can hit this again? Yeah, so that ball's locked. You've got another ball. This is still considered ball two or ball three, whatever whatever it was. I, uh, he hasn't taken up the challenge of getting it up the right side because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tough shot. Working the ends of the flippers quite often, they're the shots that will get you the points, but they're the hardest to pull off. Well, he's getting up towards that multi-ball up there. Yeah, yeah. See, see if you can get it up there. Yeah, so left. hold that there. You get it up. For that flashing oh, amber up there. See that there? If you can get that, you'll yep. get yourself a multi-ball, and yep. quite often multi-balls are where the action is. And to do it, do I let it roll to the tip and then... Yeah, the yeah. Okay. Sometimes when you go along to uh, a new niche, or like... If you're trying out a new genre of music and you turn up and you're like, I I feel a little daunted. Um, sometimes it can feel like a, cl a clicky environment to break into. But that was not the case at this pinball tournament. So I just want to say thanks again to Aaron and Danny for having me. It was a pleasure and hopefully see you again soon. Whatever you're doing this week, whether you're being clicky or being welcoming, I wish you all the best. I wish you a little bit more of the best if you're being more welcoming and you're treating people nicely. Thank you for listening to another episode of Recapping with Cam. If there's a group that you'd like me to hang out with or an event you'd like me to attend, uh, send me a link. I'd happily go along, especially if you're as welcoming as uh, Danny and Aaron. <laughs>